What's up, loves? Welcome to Lord of the Good Fight in an Ugly World. I'm your host, Melinda, aka Melinda, aka Mel, aka the Lord Soldier, aka the Elegant G, aka your fave. <laughs> I'm just joking, guys. Um, so I've been. This has been in the making for a long time. I'm super private. Like, I don't know. I've been debating on this for a long time. And I just feel like this is the right time. Because um, I feel like a lot of people are in like a dark place. And I figured, hey, might as well share when I was in dark places. You know, you can get out of those places. I just feel like people get so wrapped up in their emotions. And it's been so crazy out here with everything going on. Um, I just want to comfort people in this time. Like, because I know when I was going through it, I would have liked somebody to comfort me. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. My, um, my PC is going to be talking about real subjects that may make others feel uncomfortable. But my job is to bring truth to the world. It's not to hurt but I mean I have to speak my truth I can't I don't know um I tried not doing this for real I did but ain't nobody doing anything real out here so you know gotta step up to the plate my goal isn't to bash anyone but I have no control over the roles everyone else chose to play um I only have control over myself and how I conduct myself. Um, this virus got me seeing, <laughs> honestly, how boring everybody is. Like, I'm not even trying to be a bitch, but it's almost depressing. I used to always tell the Lord, you know, there's other people out here that can do this. <laughs> um, but now I'm seeing that there's really nobody else that can do what I do. I mean, often duplicated but never hit the mark. So, <clears throat> sorry, I sound a little rough. I've been crying for like two weeks because <laughs> I don't, uh, that's how I cope now. I cry. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't fornicate. Like, I just don't get down like that. Uh, I worked hard to get to this spot. So if you, if I start crying, that's how I cope. Sorry, forgive me. Uh, it don't make me no sucker though. So believe that. Let's see, where should, let's see. Basically, my show's to push positivity, love, and truth. Um, who am I? I'm a woman who wanted more than what was presented to me. I typically, just a typical hood chick, no dad around. Mom's worried about some fool more than me. I grew up alone, no family that cared. They was always hating I guess I, you could say I was the black sheep. Honestly, nobody gave a fuck about me or what happened to me. I've been on my own my whole life until I had my kids. I was a young mother. had my first kid at 17, my oldest. I, he was my light out of the dark, honestly. One of the best days of my life. But I didn't know what I was doing. I was caught in a cycle. I had my two boys with my first donor, you know, I mean, I hate to put it like that, but I'm not going to, like, I don't feel like saying their name is going to benefit anything. 
donor number one, donor number two is how I call what is what I call them. Um, have a do- so my first my two boys are with my first donor and then my daughter's with the second donor. Um, like I said, I call them donors because that's what they are. I can't romanticize about who they are. I have to live with the truth and I have to sit in reality. Like this isn't me being bitter because let me make one thing very clear. I'm a lot of things, but a bitter bitch ain't one of them. My kids are my kids because I stood with them. I've never turned my backs on them. I made the choice to ride with them till I'm called home. No matter what, no matter what I promised myself that I would stand with them and I would stand up for them. I didn't have that growing up. So I wanted to give that to them. That promise was tested many times and I proved. And I'm proud, sorry. I'm proud to say I passed with flying colors every time. Um, My first test, I would say, was around 2009. Um... This is, forgive me, like, this is hard to talk about, but, uh, I just want to say before I start this, you know, that, uh, one time I loved both of them, uh, they're the father of my children. I can't say that maybe they love me back, but I honestly, in my heart, love them deeply. I mean, sorry, I have a little script here because I was trying to freestyle, but it's harder to freestyle. You got to write things down. Oh, let's see. Like I said, I love them more than I love myself. I mean, how could I love myself when nobody showed me that or even talked about things like that? Loving myself wasn't even an option back then. I wasn't perfect and neither were they. I can take responsibility for my part and have. I refuse to take responsibility for other people's actions, though. I left both situations when I seen they weren't happy. Shit, I wasn't happy and couldn't live like that. At some point, they both made it clear they didn't want nothing to do with me. And that's okay. I can respect that, but they was trying to play with my head. I'm not with that shit. I stopped caring and they didn't like that. They couldn't get to me like they used to, so they both went after what they knew meant everything to me. My kids. In 2009, my first donor set me up. He begged me to take my boys for the summer. I wasn't with it, but I said okay because I was trying to be a good mom. Donor number one was living in Texas. And trip. Well, he's living at Texas at that time with his new girlfriend. I didn't trip about that. I told their dad my rules. I told my boys to show her respect, but she ain't your guys' mom. So, first donor comes and gets the boys. And then I'd say a couple days later, I got a phone call from him. He tells me that he's keeping the boys for good. 
I haven't talked, uh, I'm sorry guys, like I haven't talked about these situations since they happened, you know, so they're a little raw, I'm a little, you know, I feel some kind of way about it, but you know, I'm healing. So he calls me, tells me he's going to keep the boys. I said, hell no, that's not happening. He said, yes, it is. I'm not going to lie. I begged him to think about it. I was pregnant with my daughter at the time and tried to see and try to use that. And he tried to use that as an excuse to why he was going to keep the boys. Like I couldn't take care of them because I was too full. Fo- I had a new baby coming. But once I realized he was dead ass, I got serious and told him, I promise you, you don't want to do this. I told him there's no going back if you do this. I promised him he would become my number one enemy and I will get my boys back. He said, take me to court and hung up on me. This was one of the hardest times in my life. I felt so lost and broken. My daughter's dad was no help. He cheated and was cheating on me while I was pregnant. He wasn't shipping on me. My mental was so fucked. So fucked up then. I was dealing with this legal stuff with my new donor being lame, fucking other bitches and partying. One day, uh, oh, one night, he pocket dialed me and I heard him and a bitch talking. I tried to call him back and he was sending me to voicemail. Honestly, like, I snapped, like, I lost it. I grabbed the Glock and headed over to where he was. I'd say I was about five or six months pregnant. It was a house party. I had everyone tripping. He wasn't even there. I went to his house. He was being a piece of shit, as usual. It was early in the morning. It was too worried about whatever lame bitch she was talking to. I started walking home because I didn't have my car. My friends, I mean, came and picked me up. I went home. I should have walked away from donor number two right there. But I was weak, y'all. I focused on getting my boys back and keeping my daughter as healthy as I could. I was tiny when I was pregnant with her due to all the stress. I had to get a lawyer in Billings in Texas. I even made a trip to Texas to try and get my boys back. Fuck. I went with, stupid, but I went with uh, donor numbers one's mom. I I came up with the plan that we would take the boys to eat and leave with them. His mom was cool with it, so she said. Then when we got to Texas, she changed her mind. I should have known. We got there and couldn't get a hold of them. And his mom was like, let's just go. I was I, I was like, hell no. Nah. Like, I didn't come all this way to not see my boys. His mom's a fucking stupid cunt. I'm sorry, but I just, I don't respect her. I never will. I don't respect bitches that conduct herself like that as mothers. I seen, we finally got a hold of him, went and seen him, couldn't get him alone. So I spent the time I could with them. When I tell you, it was, when I had to leave, like, y'all don't even know. It was one of the hardest things. 
hardest moments in my life, especially because my boys wanted to go with me so bad. When we started pulling off, my youngest son noticed and started running to the car. Like, no, don't go. I had her stop and got out of the and got out of the car, hugged him, and promised them I would get them back ASAP. Do you know what it feels like to have to leave your heart? It's crushing. I can't live without your heart. Luckily, the Lord made sure I was pregnant because it gave me a reason to keep going. It was an awkward ride back. Needless to say, I got my boys back. I had a lawyer, but I was doing all the work. I basically was just paying them to file papers and uh, go to court. I finally got my boys back right before I had my daughter. I'd been with donor number two for a year and a half to two years, I think. Um, I would say the abuse started in 2010. It was subtle. You know, this isn't anything that I want to talk about, but I definitely feel like it's an important issue that nobody talks about. You get so deep into a situation and can't fully see it for what it is especially when you weren't raised right and you weren't taught to love yourself or anybody around you didn't love themselves like how are you going to know what's toxic and not because what's toxic you believe is normal um I, I think the incident that really hit me was when Donor number two was being who he is, talking to other bitches and lying. That's who he is. But that Back then, I didn't realize that, though. I was pissed and over it. So I was trying to get him out to, or get him to leave. And I threw his, uh, he was at the back door. The door was open. So I threw his wallet out. So I could lock him out because I thought he would just go and grab it. And then I couldn't shut the door. It didn't work out like that. I threw it out and then he came at me so quick and started choking me. I was trying to get away, but he was choking the shit out of me. I was laying there looking at him and like I couldn't breathe more and more. And instantly I thought of my kids. I was like, damn, they can't find me here dead. Like, imagine that. So I grabbed him by the face and scratched him on both sides and left nail marks on both sides of his face. Then he let me go. It only got worse from this point. In 2013 is when I first really tried to leave. Caught him cheating again. I don't know. Some of you might know how it is like in dysfunctional relationships. I believe, I think he had left my house and I was tight. Like he was just being annoying. So I went to his house. I it was stupid. I don't know why, but he started to attack me. So I put, I fought back. I put my key in my hand and I started swinging and his family had to, Pull me off of him. 
I left. Someone had someone had broke his car window. So, which was weird because a detective called me. You think the cops would, right? But like a detective called me and was like, uh, like he asked who broke the window or they know it was me or something. I said, nah, it wasn't me. He got a lot of bitches, so it could have been anyone, any one of them. Like, he got a lot of enemies, you know? I'm not, I mean, you can't just say it's me. Whatever, we talked for a little bit, got off the phone. There's just a lot of incidents that happened as a result of me trying to get away. He shot up my house with me and the kids in it. Um, it beat my ass a couple more times. Hit my car with his car. I mean, I don't know. I started talking to somebody else. He didn't like it. Just a bunch of different drama. But let's see. 2016 was the first year we didn't talk. And then we started talking again. And let's see. In 2017, I believe we were talking. Started talking again. This is when shit got really bad. Let's see, I'd say in the middle of 2017. <clears throat> uh, sorry, these are just tough situations to talk about to the world. But I believe uh, talking about them might help other people. So my daughter told me that Mary's husband... My mom, I don't call her mom though, like her name's Mary, you gotta earn that right, but she told me that her husband, my mom's husband had molested her, uh, I was completely blindsided by this, I mean I had so much going on, like life was rough, it took me a little while to report it. Because I knew it was going to happen. I knew. Nobody had to tell me. I knew. I knew they were going to deny it. I knew Mary would stick by him. I knew everybody would say we were lying. I knew she was going to take us eye. I didn't have no friends or anybody to talk to. And who do you talk to about that? How do you bring that kind of stuff up? So I made the stupid mistake of talking to her dad about it I had no one to talk to you know what I mean like I didn't know what to do I'm gonna tell you it's one of the worst mistakes I made cause he used that shit against me and lied about me to everyone anyways I told my therapist about my my therapist about my daughter and she reported it um, Detective Schwartz was the detective assigned to the case. <sighs> let's see, let's backtrack a little here. Donor number two came back, um, I'd say, I think in December of 2017. He was cool for the first week and then turned on me. He was constantly going in on me. But acting like he didn't fuck with me. To everyone else. Like at the end of the day he was trying to set me up. I didn't realize that till later but. 
it's a fucking cycle of dysfunction. Mm, I don't know what to say. I have to be honest. Uh, he apparently had someone new told me about it. I was like, all right, cool. Like, I leave you alone. And then he said, no, I don't have nobody. Like, was lying, continued to harass me. So on top of all that shit, I was dealing with his bullshit. Dealing with my daughter's situation and being harassed by my rental company, several other agencies, the schools. Uh, just felt like everybody was against me. It didn't feel like it was. Everybody was against me. Like when I was in it, I didn't, I knew something was up, but when you're in it, it's harder to see it. You know? Um, so let's go back to my daughter's situation. Uh, so like I said, I'm a hood bitch. I don't fuck with the cops. Like I definitely don't trust them. But I figured I would go along with what I was supposed to do as a mother. And I was doing it for my daughter. They told me this is what I had to do, so I did it. Because I thought that justice would be served. You know, how fucking stupid of me, right? Like, how fucking stupid. <sighs> Detective Schwartz was fake nice, fake cared. We cooperated, gave her statements, did the interviews. You know, she praised me like it's really great that you're standing next to your standing by your daughter you know I see a lot of parents that don't she said it's heartbreaking they just tell the child they're lying and stuff uh, I couldn't do that she stated that she believed us and they had evidence and then all of a sudden her attitude changed. I believe it's because maybe she talked to a Mary and her husband. She asked me if I was lying. And did I make up the story? The fucking nerve of this bitch. Hell no, I didn't make up that fucking story. Who the fuck am I? Who the fuck does that shit? It took me a while to even say anything about it because I talked to my daughter about it. I was she gave me specific situations. She told her brothers first what happened and then told me. I wouldn't fucking lie about that. So I said, I don't like him, but I wouldn't lie about that. I wouldn't destroy somebody's life like that. I just, I don't know. I just... I couldn't believe it. You know, like. Just everything coming to the realization that. I don't know. I had to come <clears throat> to the realization. I was in this with my kids and that was it. I was going to have to stay strong and stand by my daughter and kids. My faith was being tested and the tests were only going to get harder. Life was hectic. It was, it wasn't just my, 
daughter's father going in on me, which he was going in on me all the time. I had to change my number so many times. Like, he'd come through at all hours of the night. Like, I don't know. Then on top of not just him, Mary's husband and her just totally dismissing what happened when later when I got out of it I feel like she knew about it because like I said when you're in it you don't see everything clearly until you get out of it and you start going over everything that's what I did when I left I started going over everything and I started realizing like what was really going on hard pill to swallow like to yeah I don't know for her to be like nah you're lying she's lying like I remember when I was younger I would told myself that I would handle these kind of things if it happened you know personally I would handle it you don't know how bad I wanted to go kick in that door and handle it. But my oldest son had to talk me off the ledge. I feel some coats. I feel some kind of way about it. But you can't go and do things. That are going to jeopardize you being taken away. My kids don't have anybody but me. So what I used to tell myself didn't play out like I thought it would. Because you always say what you would do or I would this or I would that. But you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know until you're in the situation. But you can't go fucking kill someone to leave your kids to fend for themselves. That's not right. And my son's the one that broke that down to me like that. He's the one that pulled me off the edge. Nobody else, nobody else gave a fuck. If anything, they were trying to push me into fucking being ignorant. My son, though, is a really adult of him. Forgive me, like, I'm not doing this to get no fucking clout. I'm not doing this to fucking bash anybody. I'm doing this because, like I said prior, I feel like these subjects aren't talked about. Everybody condones it. Like, molesting kids is cool to people. Like, I don't get that. I'm never going to fucking get that. Never, ever. You don't fucking abuse kids like that. Kids look to adults to protect them, not to fucking terrorize them. And this is why I stand so firm on certain situations. Not because I fucking don't know what I'm talking about. Because I've been in the fucking trenches. 
I know what the fuck it feels like. I know, like, nobody's going to fucking tell me when they have never been through it or they fucking sit and let the shit happen. I can't respect that and I won't ever fucking respect that. Let's see. Let's fast forward to May 22nd. Actually, yeah, let's... May 22nd, 2018. That is the day of the shooting. 